Welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast through JC Online and SoundCloud. Mike Carmen, beat writer for the Journal and Courier, covering the Purdue men's basketball team. Uh, it's Thursday night, no, actually Friday morning, when you get right down to it, as uh, we take you on the drive home and recap what happened at Mackey Arena. Purdue wins 57-49. Uh, it was not a pretty game. Uh, if you like those kind of things, um, uh, t- both teams struggled to find the basket. Part of that was defense. The other part was just bad shooting and a lot of missed shots. Um, but you know, Purdue was able to string t- together a run at the end of the first half, similar to what they did in Bloomington to kind of create enough separation and then come out the start of the second half and I think they scored six points in three minutes three and a half minutes and all of a sudden they had a or I think they scored seven points anyway they had a 16 point lead and uh, for all intents and purposes the game was over for me the, the game was over when Eric Hunter threw down a dunk at the end of the first half thanks to Nojo Eastern's defense on Al Durham, which created a turnover and a live ball turnover for Purdue, and Hunter just went down and slammed it. Uh, And, I mean, the crowd obviously was into it, and to me that was uh, kind of the moment of the game uh, for Purdue. You know, they've been bottled up in this four-game losing streak, uh, since beating Indiana uh, nearly three weeks ago, uh, not a lot of things have gone right for them uh, during the losing streak. Some of that self-inflicted. The other part, just um, you know, the other you know who who they were playing at the time. But uh, to me, the one you know, a couple a couple things from tonight that 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 stood out is that, you know, Purdue did not shoot the ball well either. Indiana didn't shoot the ball well. But, you know, what we've seen from Purdue in the past is when it doesn't shoot the ball well, it doesn't play hard. Uh, other areas of its game falters, whether it be defensively or uh, they just have turnovers and things get bogged down offensively and it comes to a standstill. And, you know, tonight, uh, you know, they, they did not look good on offense uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, they continued to play hard. Uh, they continued to – I thought they played pretty good defense overall. Now, Indiana had its share of shots that it, it, it could have hit. They've had – you know, they had a lot that rimmed out or just, you know – it was off the mark a little bit, and that that happens in every game. But I, I, I liked what Purdue did defensively. You know, you have to like what they did inside with uh, Trace uh, Jackson Davis. Uh, he was a non-factor tonight. Purdue uh, was committed to double-teaming him, and they did. Uh, pushed him off the block a lot. And, you know, <coughs> excuse me, IU sh- shooters just did not have a good night from the perimeter when when he passed out of it and you know Purdue did a good job of bringing the double team from some non-shooters as well 
you know, and for IU, Devontae Green, I think, was three for 14 from three. You know, just a few games ago, he had 27 points and had had lit up Iowa. But as as you know, a lot of people light up the Hawkeyes uh, because they really don't, <coughs> excuse me, play a whole lot of defense to begin with. Uh, and that is Purdue's next opponent, by, by the way. Um, but, you know, I thought Purdue's defense was was there tonight. You know, I thought they were, uh, as Gene Cady used to say, cut in. And, you know, I really I really think that their, their overall defensive effort uh, played a big role uh, in this game uh, in, in helping uh, Purdue win. But, you know, the stretch at the end of the first half, uh, you know, Purdue turned IU over four times uh, in the last two minutes, scored on each of those uh, turnovers, and you really, to me, kind of, you know, that coupled with the start of the second half, you know, basically, in my mind, put the game away. I know IU came back, got it within six a couple times, um, but all Purdue needed to do was hit free throws or, as they continued to do, was feed the ball. <laughs> excuse me, in the Travion Williams. And, you know, that was another thing they did offensively. I mean, they were just two for 17 from three-point range, but uh, they continued to uh, to go inside. They didn't forget about their inside game. And, you know, Williams, uh, you know, had 10, 10 of his 19 in the second half, and he had some key baskets after Indiana had, had closed the margin. Uh, so, you know, Purdue did a lot of things. Uh positive tonight that they hadn't done during the four game uh, winning streak or losing streak that is and I think the biggest thing that Purdue showed is you know they got they got manhandled early on the boards and IU had seven offensive rebounds in the first seven or eight minutes but IU only had two second chance points and their inability to convert kept Purdue in the game but it also allowed Purdue to straighten itself out in the rebounding category where Purdue ended up out-rebounding Indiana 40-37, to but once they got ahead in the rebounding area, they didn't let go of it, and I thought that was a big key for Purdue to, to bounce back in the course of a game, uh, because oftentimes we've seen Purdue get uh, blistered on the boards early, and they just don't recover, uh, so you know, a combination of things. You're playing your rival. You're at home. You know, the crowd's into it, so you have that backing. Uh, so all that had, you know, helped Purdue. And they do match up well with Indiana because when you take, you know, Trace uh, Jackson Davis out of the game and you're counting on other players on that team to step up and, and make some plays, uh, I don't believe Indiana has enough of them enough of those players right now that can consistently do it. They've had moments, just like Purdue, but uh, doing it on the road, and they just got off to such a bad start offensively that it just, I felt it snowballed on them, and I I thought, again, Purdue was uh, kind of engaged defensively what it wanted to do and did it well, and, you know, I think the 25.4% shooting by Indiana is um you know, I think you give credit to Purdue's defense for that. You know, obviously Indiana missed some shots that, you know, they, they've hit before. But, you know, I think this was probably one of Purdue's better defensive efforts in the Big Ten uh, this season. 
and you know this is what it this is what Purdue needs to do. You know we're we're at the point of the year where you just got to win, and Purdue has put itself in a tough position by by having the four game losing streak, uh, but now they need a three game winning streak or two more wins the end the regular season, and then try to figure out how many wins they can get in the Big Ten tournament. Um, now coming up they got to go to Iowa, and this will be a really tough game for Purdue. Uh, it's you know it's 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 going to be a really hard game for Purdue, and I mean I as of right now I don't see them winning that game. Uh, I didn't see them winning that game in the beginning of the year. Uh, I didn't see them winning that game once the Big Ten season started. I didn't see them winning that game after they beat Iowa by 36 points. Uh, but I, this is what they're faced with now. They have. You know, they, they must win this game, I believe. Well, first of all, they need to win the game to avoid playing on the first day of the Big Ten tournament. Uh, you know, if they lose one of their last two games, I think that that's where they're headed. You know, if somehow they can win at Iowa, uh, beat Rutgers, which I think, I, which I think uh, Purdue will do, then I, I believe it gets in the uh, eight nine game or maybe maybe the ten depending on what else happens. But I think if they can win out, um, uh, they have a good chance of avoiding playing on the first day of the Big Ten tournament. You just don't want to do that. That's five game. You know you're you're looking at the big picture of it all, trying to play five games in five days, uh, and four games in four days is not <laughs> is not easy by any stretch. And, you know, I, I don't think Purdue needs an extra game, you know, for, for the NCAA tournament. It may need an extra game to make sure they get in the NIT, but I don't, I don't think they need an extra game for the NCAA tournament. They're better off just finishing 10th uh, or higher to avoid playing on that first day because that's, that's a death march playing on that first day that's just not I mean, it's just not any fun and this police officer has pulled over someone and he must have been doing something bad or going a little bit too fast so we wish those people good luck but uh, anyway uh, yeah, that's kind of where I mean to me that's where things stand and you have to win these next two games to put yourself, I think, back in the conversation for the NCAA tournament. I don't think it gets you in if you beat Iowa and then you beat Rutgers. But it puts you in a position where um, that if you can win your first game in the Big Ten tournament, maybe win two games in the Big Ten tournament, you, you get back in the conversation. And then all the analytical data that favors Purdue starts to to go in your favor and you would have finished the season strong or at least on some sort of winning streak or uh winning uh, f- four out of five or five out of six or whatever it would whatever it would be uh and i think that would help their cause I, I you know i still think it's a tough road for purdue to get in the ncaa tournament because you know they have 14 losses uh that's just a lot of losses and they're probably going to have uh, 15 losses at some point because uh, you know this team 
this team or hoping this team can win four games in four days to win the Big Ten tournament, I think is, um, I think it's asking a lot of this group right now. But, you know, you, you have to play your best basketball right now. Uh, you have to win right now, and that's what Purdue is facing. And they had the win tonight. They really did. I mean, this was a must-win. To just all it did, all it does, is keep them in, keep them afloat. Uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't, um, it doesn't put them in the tournament. Um, it doesn't move them out of the first day of the Big Ten tournament. It just, it keeps them alive till the next game. And if somehow they can go to Iowa and win and outscore the Hawkeyes. Then you know I think that's a you know I, I think that's a springboard type of game that gets you into the Rutgers game and then gets you into the Big Ten tournament feeling feeling really good about yourself and what what you're doing. But they're going to have to shoot the ball better uh, at Iowa. And uh, traditionally Purdue has scored well against the Hawkeyes under Fran McCaffrey. And there's just as as everyone knows, there's not an emphasis on defense. Uh, when playing when playing the Iowa, so Purdue's going to have its chances to score, and it, it, you know it just it it just has to. I mean, it, it can't have a, a clunky offensive performance that's that's choppy and inefficient. Uh, they need um, you know they need to hit some threes. Uh, they need their inside guys to to produce. You know, Travion did tonight. I still think they need more from Matt Harms. Um, and he looks, for whatever reason, he looks indecisive when he gets the ball around the high post area, around the free throw line. He did, you know, he hesitated a couple times tonight. You know, what what was he going to do? Was he going to pass? Was he going to go to the basket? And I, I that just it just kind of surprises me that he he's in that mindset right now. Because if you go back to the Minnesota game. Uh, when Purdue won in double overtime, I mean the guy, the guy ruled. Um, he scored 29 points and had nine rebounds, mostly against Daniel Oturo. Uh, you know Oturo got his, but you know that was that's been Arms' best game. You know he finished at the rim. Uh, he was active. Uh, you know he caught the ball. Uh, he's just he's he's struggling to catch the ball right now. Uh, he's seems to be struggling with decision making I, you know we have no idea if something else is going on in his life that would be affecting him uh, at this stage so it's um, but they they need him to be better they need him to uh, step up and, and have a game against Iowa because they're going to need him defensively to, to go against Garza you're going to need Travi- Travion defensively to go against Garza you know Boudreaux probably will get some um, some time on Garza and Boudreaux played well tonight when he was uh, helping defend Jackson Davis. I mean, so Purdue had like, you know, Purdue always always double Jackson Davis. That's something that they're going to do all the time. Other teams don't do it uh, in the Big Ten, uh, which is a mystery. Similar to you know Michigan not doubling Travion Williams. You know, it was just you know in that first game up in Ann Arbor. You know, he ends up with 36 and 20. You might want to get the ball out of his hands. But as as you know, Travion's an excellent passer. So they were willing to live with two-pointers instead of three-pointers. And, 
you know, when you start adding up things, it's it's uh, harder to go by two all the time as opposed to hitting a bunch of threes. Uh, so, uh, you know, Purdue just, you know, I think this Iowa game is just one that they really need everybody to show up. You know, this has to be a performance like they had at Indiana where you get production from everybody that plays, you get offensive production from everyone that plays, and you just do enough defensively to, you know, kind of keep Iowa from getting into a rhythm. But Iowa's really good at home, just like Purdue is really good at home. Uh, and I, I just think this is um, this is going to be a tall task. And, I, you know, as of right now at 1.30 in the morning on Friday, I, I would not pick Purdue uh, to win this game. Uh, and it, it will probably, and if they do lose it, it I think that probably ends their NCAA chances uh, barring winning the Big Ten tournament or, you know, maybe getting the championship game, you know, depending on how things fall. So, you know, Purdue cannot afford another loss is kind of what I'm getting at, especially in the regular season. Uh, and it needs to, to win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament if it can win its next two. But, um, you know, again, they did some good things tonight. Uh, defensively, um, you know, you got to give credit to Nojo Eastern and his defense on Al Durham late in the first half that led to Hunter's dunk. Uh, you know, Purdue got good contributions from from a lot of guys tonight. Not, not everybody, but enough uh, to, to to get the win. And you know, and that's that that's what they needed to do. And you know, that's what you know. That's you know, style points don't really matter right now it's just trying to find a way to get a win and then move on to the next game and that's what that's what Purdue did tonight uh and that's kind of what they need to do Tuesday at Iowa but that's as I said that's going to be one that um is is going to be hard uh but anyway uh, that's going to wrap it up uh for the uh uh post game uh edition of the Boilers Extra podcast after Purdue beats Indiana. That is Purdue's seventh straight win over the Hoosiers. They've now won 10 of 11. They've, you know, they own the series right now. I mean, they just do. You know, Archie Miller hasn't beaten uh, Matt Painter yet. Um, And I'm pretty sure Purdue's going to be really good next year uh, when you start looking at who they got coming back, who they're bringing in. Um, they're going to have a little bit more depth, a little bit more talent, uh, and I, you know, I, and I think that's going to, uh, and they're going to have a different makeup uh, of their team, uh, and you know, some of the things that are lacking this year, I think, will get um, get fixed for a variety of reasons in the off season, and you know, I think I think Purdue will be in a better place at this time uh, a year from now. But that's a long way to go. Long way to go. Purdue still got a chance to to make the NCAA tournament uh, until we get to Tuesday night and see see what happens. Anyway, appreciate you uh, stopping by and listening. Uh, still looking for that uh, that sponsor. This would be a point in the in the podcast where I say the Butler's Extra Podcast is brought to you by. Well, I don't have anybody to to fill in the blank there. Uh, 
not sure we ever will. But that's that's the way life goes. And again, thanks for stopping by. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, uh, may try to do one over the weekend to wrap up spring ball because uh, on Friday... Friday's going to be our last day and your last day to watch spring football practice. So might have to put together a, a quick, quick podcast to kind of evaluate where things stand at after a week and what we've watched, what we've seen. And because um, we're not going to be able to watch again until the spring game and usually the spring game doesn't tell you anything. Uh, so, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but anyway, thanks for for, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, later, if not over the weekend, then uh, after Purdue plays Iowa. Again, thank you. Have a good day.